Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is not in his normal location today because he is visiting his girlfriend, who, shout out to Kayla, uh, very happy birthday today um, on her birthday, obviously. And so, yeah, Brandon, I, I didn't really give you a normal intro because I thought, you know, it'd be better to give Kayla an intro because, uh, you know, you're not, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's Kayla's 21st birthday. So, uh, you know, it came to celebrate a little. We got, we got little wings over. Um, a lot of the restaurants we've talked about, it's a big shout out to Kayla as it is her, you know, it's a big year. 21 is a big, a big birthday. Of course, we have our, you know, some people, their least favorite, some people, their most favorite contributor, uh, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and now that I know it's Kayla's birthday, it makes me even happier. I'm very happy for Kayla. Tell her I said happy birthday. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll tell her all the podcast members and listeners want to wish her happy birthday. But we have a very fun episode planned for today, as always. Uh, a lot of big sports news, which is going to be in small talk, and we'll start it off right away. Uh, we have Lionel Messi. Okay, uh, Barcelona, great. He's, he's been in FC Barcelona for quite some time. Um, and it seems like he wants to leave Barcelona. He did not show up to uh, the COVID test this morning, or maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember which day. Um, but it's very, very interesting to say the least. Trevor, what are some of your thoughts on Messi potentially wanting to leave Barcelona? Yeah, so um, I obviously didn't have a ton of no- as much knowledge about this situation as Josh did. But reading more about it, it seemed like this has been an ongoing thing, that there has been tension with Messi and kind of like the organization um, or the, mm-hmm. the board at Barcelona since uh, like a de- December, at least I see news about it where, you know, there's some news um, about there being tension and also with recent results, them getting completely destroyed by Bayern Munich eight to two in the champions league. That seemed like the point of no return for Messi. Um, so now he wants to leave. It seems like Manchester city is the favorite where um, his former manager, Pep Guardiola uh, is the manager there at Man City. So that seems like the favorite. I have seen, at least on, on this article, they say PSG might be a potential number two, but I think the gap is pretty large there. I think the clear favorite is Manchester City uh, for Messi. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he'll probably end up at City. It just seems like they're the overwhelming favorite. And a lot of these rumors tend to come true, especially with uh, soccer. Um, so, you know, if I'd have to lean towards that he's probably going to be going to City. Next up, the 76ers, after they left the bubble, um, they got swept, um, and they fired Brett Brown. So, Ben, I'm going to start with you. I personally like Brett Brown as a coach, but I want to hear your thoughts on him being fired directly after they got swept by, I believe, the Celtics. Yeah, it was the Celtics. I agree with you. I like Brett Brown. Um, I just I feel like the patience is kind of is kind of being lost here, though, because it, it's the process has been taking a very long time. Um, and I'll give him some credit. It was tough uh, this year because Ben Simmons didn't play. And even for a little bit, we didn't know if Joel Embiid was going to play. Um, but I, I just think it's a matter of if, if they're not, if by this point, if, I mean, all the work that they've done to rebuild and they're still not really seeing the results that they want, I think they just kind of lost patience. Their front office mm-hmm. lost patience and they just felt that um, they had to move in a different direction. I, I can't blame them. I get it. Um, I, I like I said though I do like Brett Brown I think I think he will find a job in the NBA uh, probably very shortly. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with everything you said. It, it was the process was taking too long. You know, it's been seven seasons and they really haven't gotten to the point they wanted to with some decent stars uh, being a part of the organization. So yeah, I just didn't think it was the correct fit. But Brett Brown is a really good coach. He'll definitely you know pick it back up um, and with another team. Trevor, any uh, last thoughts on Brett Brown? 
Yeah, so with Brett Brown, I mean, obviously the 76ers, they went from a 28-win team in the 16-17 year all the way up to a 52-win team uh, with the third seed in the East really being a big surprise just two years ago with uh, two very talented players, as we know, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And then in the two years following, they really haven't taken um, huge steps forward. They did have a good season last year in the playoffs, coming very close, actually, uh, to winning the, the championship because they were, you know, uh, double bounce from Kawhi Leonard away from making it potentially to the Eastern Conference Finals, and who knows what would have happened there. Um, as we know, the Raptors, who beat the 76ers in seven games, went on to win the championship uh, with Jimmy Butler there, and then we saw Jimmy Butler leave, and mm-hmm. then a very disappointing season this year with the sweep uh, being the sixth seed. I've heard from a lot of players I know on the J.J. Redick podcast. J.J. Redick has talked about how Brett Brown's like just the nicest guy and really like um, a great player coach, but it seems like... Um, he wasn't able to make the talent really work mm-hmm. um, to uh, their highest potential in this year. So it's unfortunate, but I think um, with the talent the Sixers have, they should have been a better team than they actually ended up being this year. So uh, I, I don't hate it. I think the 76ers do need to change some things. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm disagreeing with all you guys today. I, it was definitely time for a change of the 76ers. I wasn't all too surprised. Um, but I think we all know Brett Brown is a good coach, and you know he'll, he'll find his footing with another team. Moving on to another firing of a head coach, Nate McMillan from the Pacers um, has been fired after they got swept um, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, so, Trevor, what do, what do you think about this? Because to me, this was a slight bit more of a surprise. Yeah, so this one also surprised me a little bit more. I mean, I thought I've always thought Nate McMillan has been a really good coach with the Pacers. I mean, in in past years. They've been uh, basically due to injuries. That has been probably the biggest reason why they've you know kind of suffered in the playoffs. Victor Oladipo uh, last season had the knee injury. Then this season, Sabonis obviously was out, didn't play at all against the Heat with a foot injury. I mean, these are two of their best players that are out with injuries right when it comes to playoff time, and I think um, that's the biggest reason why. And I don't think that. Uh, McMillan should be blamed necessarily for that. I mean, I think injuries has a lot to do with it. So this seems a little um, surprising to me. I mean, I think with the talent that the Pacers have, um, in contrast to the 76ers, I think they're a team that um, maybe actually overachieves to a certain extent with the talent they've kind of had in the player development that we've seen uh, with Sabonis really taking this huge leap. Oladipo, when he came from the Thunder to the Pacers, took a huge jump. So that seems to show a little bit about maybe their player development being very good. So I don't really understand this. Mm-hmm. I think McMillan's a great coach, and I don't like it. I don't know what the Pacers are doing here. Look, it's 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 a weird day today. I, I just keep on agreeing with you guys because, Trevor, you're spitting facts. I mean, this is just true. I really like Nate McMillan. I'm very surprised he got fired because this team – is not a bad team. They had an enormous amount of injuries that really, you know, prone them to not being as good in the playoffs. And I think that's kind of a collective thing. You've seen Oladipo get hurt consistently. Sabonis has really developed well. Nate McMillan did a pretty great job with him. Um, so, I don't know. I'm pretty surprised by this. Ben, any last thoughts on Nate McMillan before we wrap up Small Talk today? I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you guys said. I, I think Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan has proven that he is a, uh, a good NBA coach. And like I said with Brett Brown, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have a job here. Um, by next season, I mean, looking at the Pacers' record this year, even in a shortened season, they went almost 20 games above 500, um, and that is with injury issues. So, I, like I said, I, I think he's proven himself. I think he'll be just fine. I think he will find a uh, a position in the NBA at some point here shortly. 
Of course, great analysis and small talk today. Uh, to wrap up small talk, as always, we have small talk trivia. Um, so where Trevor and I ask each other a question. We have a running scoreboard. Trevor, what is the uh, the score this week? The score is currently thirty three to thirty one. You still maintain a two po- maintain a two point lead over me. Okay, sounds good. All right, so uh, Trevor, I'll ask my question here first. Too, it's actually a very straightforward question today. Just a one point. Uh, question. Yeah, I've been pretty wild in the past, giving you lots of opportunities at points. Here's my question. What player has played in the most NBA playoff games? Okay. What player has played in the most NBA playoff games? Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, LeBron comes to mind right away. He's played in a ton of NBA playoff games. Um, we know this. He's been to the finals like nine times, I believe, something like that. And obviously winning three championships. He's played in a ton of playoff games. So LeBron is definitely up there. Um, and we know that when he is in the playoffs, as we just saw, winning yesterday, he has never lost in the first round. So LeBron, when he's in the playoffs, he goes far. He's made the playoffs every year of his career outside of, I think, like three years, like the first two and then the Lakers season, I believe. Um, so that would be like 14 years of playoffs. Now, other players... Uh, Michael Jordan has a lot, but I don't think he has as many as LeBron. Um, although, you know, he does have the six championships, so he's in the finals, um, but still not as much as LeBron. So I think LeBron probably has more than Michael Jordan. Now, other guys who could have had it, um, obviously we know Bill Russell's won 11 championships, but there were not, like the series didn't go as long. They played first round series that were like best of five or best of three maybe even or no no I think yeah best of three maybe and some of those games so I think it would be hard for Bill Russell to pass it Wilt Chamberlain might have a decent amount but he doesn't have as many as Bill Russell now Kareem another guy but again the playoff series are shorter so it's really hard for me to think of anyone who has more playoff games played than LeBron that, that was the question right just playoff games played just playoff games played yep um yeah so I Unless there's some, like, random role player that somehow has mm. more, like a James Jones, but I, I don't think he does, or Udonis Haslam, don't think he does. Shaq, eh, I doubt it. I'm going LeBron James. I'm not going to overthink it too much. Final answer? You're locking it in. Yes, final answer. So you are incorrect. Wow. Uh, I do believe LeBron will end up being the guy with the most games played. So what's interesting, you've mentioned a lot of guys that are on this list, tons of them. You did not mention the top two guys. So LeBron has 244 games played, um, and this is according to Wikipedia. So I believe it's true. Uh, I guess it could not be, but it, it seems pretty updated. He has 244. At number two is Tim Duncan with 251. Okay. And then at number one is Kobe. Derek Fisher Ooh. with 259 games. Yeah. Kobe is number seven at 220. Okay. Derek Fisher. So I thought a little more straightforward of a question today, um, but let's see what you got in the bag uh, for my question. All right. I was hoping I would get that one right, but we will we will move on. So um, um, I, I was deciding between if I should give you one or two points. I think you're very knowledgeable on this subject, so I'm just going to give you one. However, there are okay. two answers. I think you will have a good chance of getting it. So, uh, okay. obviously, college football, we did see one game yesterday. I think it was like Austin P and Central Arkansas. Um, but col- the yes. college football season normally would have started this weekend. Um, I mean, it still did, technically. But my question is, um, there are two players, two quarterbacks in college football history that have um, two single seasons where they led 
uh, college football, the FPS, in passing yards. Now, these guys have two seasons where they will... They have two seasons where they led the league in passing yards. And this question is pretty complicated. And um, uh, they both have two top ten entries into as far as most single season passing yards. So I can clarify anything because I know it's complicated. I know it's a complicated yeah, question. Uh, so so they both both of their top yardage yardages were top ten over like as a whole, all time. Yeah, so player A has two single seasons where he has um like a top ten passing yards entry and then player B ha- has the same thing. And they're both top ten in passing yards. So, like, so in those individual seasons. So they have four of the top ten, um, like most passing yards in a single season, ever. Okay, so I have to get both of them to get a point, correct? Yes. Okay, I know one of them. The second one, I have no clue. I know one of them, and it's Case Keenum. I'm almost a hundred percent. I have absolutely no clue who the next person could be. I mean, I, I guess Mahomes has a possibility of being there, um, but I truly don't know. I'm just trying to think of guys who played more recently for, like, a long time, uh, like, all four years, pretty much. This is tough. I know Keenum's it. I, in fact, I can even unlock Keenum in. Is Keenum correct? I'm almost sure of it. Yes, Case Keenum is one of the answers. Okay. So the second one is going to be tough. I, I really don't have a guess. I'll guess Mahomes, but I, I don't think it's right because I, I haven't heard of that about him. So I don't know the second person, but Keenum would 100% is, I, obviously it's right, but that's that's one I was sure of. I don't know the second person, but my guess is Mahomes. Okay, so Case Keenum is correct. Pat Mahomes is not correct. Um, okay. Case Keenum had the fourth and fifth entries on this list. Um, the, the other guy, the other answer was Graham Harrell, quarterback from Texas Tech. Ooh. He had yeah, the, no way. Hey, another another Texas Tech quarterback. Yes. So I was almost there. Yes, you you were close. Graham Harrell had the second most passing yards in 2007, and then the tenth most passing yards in a single season, mm-hmm. and in the next season, 2008. Yeah, there was no way I was getting Graham Harrell. I don't know who that is, but what? I'm glad I got one of them. I don't know who that is. Graham Harrell was great. Throwing to Michael Crabtree. It, it sounds like awesome. he was pretty good, but Michael Crabtree's terrible. Not in college he wasn't. Crabtree. In college he was awesome. I know in college he wasn't. On the Ravens he was, and that's all that matters to me. But let's move on to randomly ranked. Every single week uh, we take a completely random topic and rank it, although today's topic isn't that random. Um, a couple of days ago we saw the passing, a very tragic passing of Chadwick Bosman, a fabulous actor. He was in a lot of the Marvel movies as Black Panther, uh, and I think all three of us collectively like him a lot as an actor. Um, Black Panther is one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember exactly where I was when I first saw the movie. Big shout out to uh, one of our favorite small ballers, Aaron Weaver. I saw it with him. Um, so we thought it would be right to, you know, kind of a little ode to him uh, to do his uh, top three favorite movies, which he has a ton of great ones. I think we could all say that. Uh, I mean, a lot of great ones. We're looking down at the list of movies he's been in. And it's it's even more amazing everything he was battling um, while he was doing these movies and still being, you know, this overall amazing human. So rest in peace to him. But top three movies, uh, Trevor, I, I asked my question first today. So why don't you start us off? All right. 
so yeah, obviously Chadwick Boseman's had a lot, a lot of great movies, um, and I'll talk about the number one movie I, I want to watch potentially tonight, or if not tonight, then maybe in the future, because uh, I haven't seen it in a little while. I have it on DVD. But uh, number three, I'm starting off with Draft Day. Um, Draft Day, obviously a, a great movie. Um, you know, revolved around a certain uh, franchise that will not be named. Um, <laughs> probably the highlight of that franchise's uh, history, to be honest, being uh, in that movie. Um, I'm just kidding. I was a little shade. But uh, no, number two, I'm going with Black Panther. I watched Black Panther um, um, twice. Obviously, I don't watch a ton of superhero movies um, mm-hmm. or Marvel movies or, you know, like you guys do, but Black Panther was amazing. I, I liked it a lot. Um, and number one, I have to go with 42. Uh, 42, I probably watched 42 at least five or six times. Um, like right after it came out, I got it on DVD. It's one of my favorite sports movies of all time. So 42, just a legendary movie. Had to put that at number one. Ben, uh, I'll let you go next. Yeah, so this is a tough one because he's in a lot of movies that honestly I did, I forgot he was even in. Um, Obviously, I, like I've talked about in this podcast, I love Marvel movies, but I don't want to do three Marvel movies just because I feel like that's kind of boring. So I'll start off. I'll start off with a Marvel movie. My number three, I'm going to do. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I don't want to do well, three the, Marvel I'm movies. Not doing, but let me start I'm off. I'm not with doing one. three Marvel movies, but I, I, I number three is a Marvel movie. Uh, it's one that he's actually barely in, but it's an amazing movie, so I have to do it. It's Infinity War, not Infinity War. Endgame. Endgame is, in my opinion, the best Marvel movie. I ranked them all. I put that at number one. Not my favorite, but I think it is the best one. Um, he's barely in it, but he's got it. I mean, the scene where he reappears or whatever is one of his best scenes he's ever done in a movie. So that's my number three. My number two is 42. I had to do 42. Um, really probably the first movie I, I can remember seeing with him in it, um, at least as a main character, because I didn't really know much about him until I saw that movie. I think he played Jackie Robinson extremely well. Um, like Trevor said, an amazing movie. So that's my number two. My number one is another Marvel movie, really one that he's not a star in as well, um, but it's Civil War. It's my favorite Marvel movie. Um, and the reason why I put it at number one is because, I mean, Civil War is where the character of Black Panther is introduced, and I really think it kind of kicked off his his run as Black Panther. Um, and I mean, like he, like we said, he he did an amazing job playing Black Panther. I'm um, so upset that we won't get to see it anymore. But Civil War my number one because it introduced uh, the character that we know as as Black Panther. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to kind of follow suit a little bit. I'm not going to do... I only did one Marvel movie. Realistically, if I was putting my absolute favorite movies, I I would put all three. But I wanted to give three movies that he was a prominent character in. He's he's at least the main character in two of these three. Number three, I have 42. Um, I love 42. Really, really great movie. Obviously, he starred as Jackie Robinson. Um, and it really told... Obviously, Jackie Robinson's story is really, really great. But uh, Terry Barsman had such a great role in Like, he played his role so well. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that movie. Number two is Draft Day. Obviously, I will name the organization it's about because unlike Trevor, I don't hate the Browns organization. I just hate their fans. So Draft Day was about the Cleveland Browns, of course. Fabulous, fabulous movie. Really, really great. I don't even care if it was about the Browns. Um, he played Vontae Mack, I believe. Is that correct, Ben? I believe his name is Vontae Mack in the movie. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I believe he was a linebacker, and he was basically this guy who wasn't really supposed to be the first overall pick. Uh, spoiler alert, he ended up being the first overall pick, uh, but it was a really, really great movie. Highly recommend anyone to watch it. And number one, I have to do is Black Panther. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, um, and he, he did such a great job of playing T- Takala, um, or T'Challa, excuse me, um, and I, I loved the movie so much, so it had to be my number one. If any of you guys out there have any ideas from Randomly Ranked, please send them in to us because we struggle coming up with ideas. 
Uh, it's a quite a hard segment to figure out, which I know a lot of you guys really, really like. Um, so saying that, let's move on to our main topic for today. We got a lot of NBA topics. There was a, a lot that happened in the NBA world collectively throughout this week, from actually playing games to not playing games. Um, and all, all, you know, all good stuff, especially at the end of the week, we had some good games where people finished out the series. So Trevor, why don't you start us off with some of the NBA topics? Yeah, so obviously uh, there was um, a postponement of some of the games we've had with all of the um, you know uh, unrest in the country and different events, but we are back. Um, obviously, I know that regardless of if the players decide to continue to play or if they didn't, there was going to be people that are critical. Um, I'm on the opposite. I was going to be with them regardless of their decision. So uh, we continued game yes- yesterday, and we had two teams that uh, finished up the first round series being the Bucks and the Lakers, the two number one seeds that fell in game one. Now, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, they are now going to play my Miami Heat that I'm rooting for in it's interesting mm-hmm. because before the playoffs started, I would have told you that if the Heat and the Bucks are in the second round, I really don't think we have that much of a chance. I think it's going to be like a five-game series at most six games. But now, after seeing the way the Heat have played, um, they're great shooting, obviously, in the bubble, which is partially due to you know uh, having like no fans, and it's it's a different like depth, depth perception, um, and it does tend to help shooters. And I think... That is the biggest uh, thing that I think gives us at least a little bit more of an advantage. And I now think that the Miami Heat have a better chance. So I'm really excited to see. Obviously, regardless, it's still going to be tough to beat the Bucks. Giannis has been awesome um, th- all throughout the season in this series as well. He's going to need to get some more help. They've looked a little shaky at times um, against the Magics, but I expect that um, they will come to play uh, against Miami. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried um, but I am more hopeful about this. So, Brandon and Ben, or Brandon, I'll start with you. What do you think about, like, the Milwaukee Bucks? Do you feel better about their chances to win it all or maybe not as great as you did before? I, I would say not as great, and let, let me explain why. The Heat are playing as good as any team right now. I'm incredibly impressed with the Heat, and I'm super excited for that series. As a fan, if I was in your position, I would be a little more nervous. Obviously, the Bucks are a really great team. Giannis is clearly unstoppable. However, the Heat have done a great job in these playoffs and in the bubble. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to watch this series. I truly can't wait. I think this is the series to kind of look forward to uh, moving forward. Ben, what, what are your thoughts on the Bucks uh, Heat series coming up? Yeah, so... In terms of the Bucks winning the Eastern Conference and getting to the finals, I'd still be shocked if they didn't make it to the finals. Um, but that being said, I think a week ago, if I would have said Bucks Heat in the second round, I'd, I'd, I would probably say Bucks in four or five. And honestly, this game might go six, like you guys said, just because of the way the Heat are playing. Um, I do think the Bucks will win. But like you said, the Heat are playing some of the best basketball in the bubble right now. Um, and I'm yep. also extremely excited to watch this series because I, I think it'll be a battle. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Bucks like I previously thought it would be. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I'm beyond excited to watch the, this series. I think it could go to seven games pretty easily. I, I know, Trevor, you probably don't want me to say that, um, but I, I really do. I think the, the Heat will battle it out, and I, I think, honestly, I think they have a decent shot to win. I mean, definitely I would say the Bucks are favored, and I would pick the Bucks, um, but it's pretty close. It's very, very close. Yeah, so why why not why don't we just predict the series? I mean, we we won't be able to predict all of the series because we don't know the we won't know the results of all of the semis, but we can at least predict two um, with the Raptors and Celtics. But we'll start with the Bucks and the Heat. Um, I personally have 
I, I think ultimately the Bucks will win it in six games. I think the Heat will give them, you know, a tough battle. But ultimately, I think the Bucks are too good. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm really, I'm really hoping that I'm wrong. But I think the Bucks will win the series in six games. So, he, here's the thing. I just said about the seven games, so I kind of have to go with it. But I do actually believe that. I think they very well could go to seven games. I'll take the Bucks in seven games. The, the Bucks definitely have the advantage, but I, I would not sleep on the Heat at all, especially with how they're playing right now. How about you, Ben? What do you think about the the Bucks Heat series? Yeah, What's so prediction. So in terms of blazing my own trail, so I don't agree with you guys. I will say the Bucks in in five. But that being said, oh. I think it'll be a very competitive five games. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of blowouts in those five games. I could see honestly, what I could see happening is maybe the series being Bucks up two one. Um, in game four, and, and the, the Heat have a chance to win, and they just don't, and it kind of deflates them, and then the Bucks end up winning uh, games four and five, something like that. I, I do think it'll be a very competitive five games, but just so I don't agree with either of you guys, I'll say the Bucks in five games. All right, mm-hmm. so with the other series, obviously the Lakers, they beat the Trailblazers last night. Damian Lillard was out. Um, hopefully he can have a speedy recovery. Um, the Blazers did give him a fight, but ultimately uh, I think they were outmatched by the Lakers. So now the Lakers, um, they have won. I think I think they started off the series not looking the best, but I think they did turn it around. Um, they had a good uh, defensive stand, and I think it was game. It was either game two or game three. I forget where they played some really good defensive end. And then in this game, I was really um, glad to see um, how well Anthony Davis and LeBron played. They played. They both played outstanding. I mean, super efficient, incredible. LeBron was fourteen of nineteen, and Anthony Davis was fourteen of eighteen from the field with, I believe, seventy nine points combined, which is amazing. Now they do need to get some help from their role players. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm expecting more from Danny Green. He was one of six from three. Uh, you can't do that when you're facing the Houston Rockets or the you know Clippers potentially. Um, or even, you know, whatever team comes out of the Eastern Conference, Bucks or Raptors or whoever it is. So the role players are going to need to step up, but the Lakers did look better as the series progressed, which is kind of what I expected. I think I did predict uh, the Lakers would win five, and that's what happened. So uh, we'll see going forward. Uh, ben, what have you thought about the Lakers so far? Yeah, so I'll start by saying this. This is me uh, loving LeBron for a, for a quick second here. I Watching the game yesterday, I realized that he had a triple double and a thirty-point triple double. And that's awesome, but at no point in the game did I really feel like he was really, really on his game. He looked great, don't get me wrong, but I think that just kind of shows how accustomed we've come to watching LeBron James play, especially in the playoffs. He played amazing. I mean, look at his stat line. That's an amazing stat line. And obviously, I thought he looked good yesterday, but at no point did I feel like, oh, he was taking over the game. So that really just shows, I mean, the power that the Lakers have with him and AD. Obviously, they're extremely top-heavy with those two. You know what you're gonna get. Um, but like you said, Trevor, I, I'm very interested, and I said this last week, I'm very interested to see moving forward what they get from an Alex Caruso, a Kyle Kuzma, a Danny Green, even a JaVale McGee, because that's really going to be the difference makers. You know what LeBron and AD are going to get. You need Alex Caruso to step up. You need Kyle Kuzma to be hitting shots. Um, and I, I think they can do it. I have faith that they can do it, as I still think that they are the best team in the NBA, and not going to I still think they will win the NBA championship at this point. Um, but it's interesting. It, I mean, their defense, like we saw, is extremely good. Um, they have great rim protectors in JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis. Um, it's just a matter of, yesterday I saw a lot of turnovers. If they can limit their turnovers, I think they're going to be uh, tough to beat from anyone in the NBA. So I still have faith in them, but it's definitely going to take uh, some hard work to get there because the West is extremely competitive like we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. He, he, here's the thing about the Lakers. They just need those one of those role guys, one of those role players to just pick it up for that night. 
Okay, if you can have one of those role players playing okay even, you know, that sheds a little bit off AD and LeBron. Um, and it, that's really all they need. I, I feel like these are some of the better role players LeBron's had, even though they aren't as good. Definitely Cleveland's role players were terrible. Uh, Miami, he definitely had great role players. I, I think he had some solid ones. But I think collectively the amount of talent these guys have has the c- capability of being better than any role players he has. So I think that's I, that's why I truly think they will win. It's just because, I mean, like the first game that they lost, those role guys were terrible. I mean, horrible, horrible, horrible play. So they just got to have one of those guys pick it up and, and they'll be all right. Yeah, so next I want to quickly go through some of the series and then we'll uh, finish up predicting the Celtics and Raptors series. So the first one I'll start with is the Clippers and Mavericks. They are playing in game six tonight. We had Luka Doncic. It now seems like it's so long ago. He had the amazing game winner and just an, an awesome game against the Clippers. We did get the, in the following game, uh, Paul George finally had the slump and the Clippers kind of uh, completely annihilate uh, the Mavericks. Obviously, Porzingis, he's been out with an injury, which has really hurt the Mavericks. And I, I think my main takeaway from the series is that the Clippers really have just gotten really lucky, honestly. I mean, the the fact that Porzingis went down with the injury in Game 2, a game that Dallas could have won, and, and then uh, the Clippers, or Game 1, excuse me, I believe, and the Clippers really would have been in trouble in this series. But however, they are up 3-2 now. They have a chance to take Game 6 tonight. I believe they will. Um, but what, what do you think about the series, Brandon? Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be closed out tonight. Uh, really, really great series, I think, for the, the Mavericks' future as a whole. Um, Luka Doncic is, is so fabulous. We could talk about him for a whole pack, podcast about how great he is. Um, but to me, this is going to be closed out, I think, tonight. I think the Clippers will, will seal the deal, finish it off, uh, and head into their next series. Ben, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I think the Clippers will be able to close it out tonight. Um, I believe when we previewed this series, I know I picked the Clippers in six. I think at least one of you guys did too. Um, and the analysis on this series was Luka Doncic is amazing, but he won't be able to carry his way to a win in this series. Um, and that's basically what we've seen. He's been amazing. He's been phenomenal. Um, but I just I do not think it'll be enough. As good as he's been, I really don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Clippers. I expect him to close it out tonight in six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's really interesting. I'm going to move on to another great young player, but uh, just as a good transition. But I think it's really interesting looking at Luka's numbers and how similar they've been um, to LeBron's numbers in his first playoff series back in 06 against the Wizards. Um, both, uh, mm-hmm. I think both at the same age, around 2021. 20, um, and both just incredibly uh, sensational performances for both of them. But I'll move on to the next one because we've seen with the Denver Nuggets and Utah Jazz series, we've seen two really young players, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, just playing out of their minds. Um, in one of the games, they both had 50 points. I think Mitchell might have had 51. And now the Jazz have a 3-2 lead. They had a chance to close it out on Tuesday, but they did not. Jamal Murray had a great performance, um, and the Nuggets won. Um, but, you know... I predicted that the Nuggets would win in six, but now I kind of think that the Jazz are going to close it out. It's going to be tough. It it definitely isn't a guarantee. The series totally could go seven. Out of all three of the series, they're three-two. This one's definitely the most likely to go seven, I believe. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to this game, but I do think the Jazz will close it out in six. What do you think, Ben? Um, this is a really tough one. Like I, I mean, like we said a couple weeks ago, I also picked the the Nuggets in six games and the analysis on this was similar to the Clippers Mavericks series where it was Donovan Mitchell's good but I don't think he's good enough to, to carry his way to a victory in his first round and honestly he might do it I, I 
I I think it'll go seven. Maybe that's just me hoping it'll go seven because I want to see it. Um, but I, I really do think, I think the Nuggets will get a win tonight. I think it'll go seven. And, and in game seven, I mean, anything can happen. Um, I'll even go ahead and say I, I think the Jazz might win in seven just because Donovan Mitchell has been so fantastic. Um, and the Nuggets, as good as they are, they really, I have not been super impressed with them. Um, Jamal, like you said, Jamal Murray's been amazing, but the rest of their team, I really, like I said, I, I thought they had a lot of good role players, and I have not been impressed with their role players. So I'll go ahead and I'll say that I think uh, Donovan Mitchell can do it. I'll go ahead and I think the Jazz will win the series in seven games. You know what? I want to be different than Ben, okay? I just want to be different than Ben. I'm going to say the Nuggets win in seven, okay? I, I think the role players the Nuggets have obviously need to pick it up a little bit. However... I think they'll be able to do it. You have Port- Michael Porter Jr. on the bench. Um, got 15 in the last game, 5 for 11, 3 for 7 from 3. Uh, if Jamal Murray uh, and Jokic can kind of pick it up just a little bit, okay, just a little bit, I think they'll be able to take this game in 7. I really, really do believe that. All right. So then next up, uh, finally, before we get into our prediction, we have the Thunder and Rockets. We saw Russell Westbrook return in Game 5 yesterday, which I was very glad to see because he's very fun to watch. Now, he didn't have the best showing yesterday. However, the Rockets as a team did. They shot very well. Harden was awesome. And the Rockets uh, looked like the Rockets can look when they're playing at their highest potential. And I think that's why they're going to close it out in six. Almost certainly, I I just think the Thunder don't have enough. With Russell Westbrook back, he didn't even have a good game. And I think in game six, he will have a better game. So I think the Rockets will close out. And they're really going to pose a challenge to the Lakers. I think out of all of these second-round series that I see potentially happening, I see a potential Lakers-Rockets series as the one I'm most excited about. What do you think about the series, Brandon? Yeah, I, Rockets are going to close out. I, I just don't think the Thunder are good enough to quite compete with the Rockets. The only reason that they are even competing is because of Chris Paul and how just fabulous Chris Paul is. He's such a great leader, um, and uh, he wants to win more than anybody on the court. And that's just a fact. Um, but I just see Harden and Westbrook being too much. I mean, Robert Covington last game was plus 36 in the plus or minus. That's insane. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be a little bit too much. I see the Rockets closing this one out. Absolutely. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think the Rockets will close it out in six. Uh, like Brandon said, Chris Paul's been amazing, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, like we've said many times, any team with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, uh, there's there's not many teams in the NBA that are going to be able to beat that, especially in a seven-game series. So I'll go ahead and yep. I think the Rockets will win this game in six. Or the series in six, excuse me. All right, so to the final series, we have the East semifinals uh, set between the Celtics and Raptors. The game is literally about to start as we are finishing up. Um, and I'll go ahead with my prediction. I have the Raptors in seven games. I think this series is going to be really good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the, uh, what Tatum does and how the Raptors can try to stop him. He's been really good uh, lately. Both these teams swept their first-round opponents. So uh, I'm really excited for this series. I think... The Raptors will pull it out. I think they're very well coached. Their defense is very strong. But, you know, the Celtics are really uh, well coached too. And, you know, they have two young stars in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So it's going to be really fun to watch. So I'm going to go next because I don't want Ben to copy me. I'm going to pick the Raptors in six. And I would have picked them in five. But the Celtics were looking pretty good, you know, from the last series against the Pacers, sweeping them. So I I have more faith in the ability of uh, Toronto than Boston for sure. Um, they, they have just a much more well-balanced team. So I, I'm going to go with uh, with the Raptors in six. Uh, Brandon, 
I hate agreeing with you. <laughs> I really do. I can't stand agreeing with you. <laughs> but I, I, so I, I want to say the Raptors in seven. I think the Raptors will win this series. I want to say the Raptors in seven, but I, I just can't do it. I, I think the Raptors will probably win this game or this series in six games. The Celtics have been good. They've looked, they looked very good in their first round series. Um, but it's just, I don't know if it's a matter of the 76ers didn't have uh, Ben Simmons with them. That might have helped. Or the Celtics just looked really good. I don't know. There's, there's still some questions with the Celtics. I, I'll go ahead and I'll take the Raptors in six, in six games. I, I hate I hate agreeing with you. I want to say seven, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll go six games. Ben, it's okay. Come to the dark side. It, really, it's it's perfectly <laughs> fine to be here. It is. Nah, I promise I'm you. Not, I'm really not a fan. Is. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Anything else we want to mention before we wrap up today's episode, Trevor, Ben? Nah, I think that's it. I'm just yeah. excited for uh, some of these series and uh, obviously excited for the Bucks Heat Raptors Celtics series to start. All right. Well, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today. We really, really appreciate um, all the support uh, on today's episode. Um, go subscribe to the podcast, uh, whatever you're listening to it on. Uh, we're on a lot of different platforms. Uh, there'll be three links in the bio, ones to our Twitter account, at the small baller. Go follow that to keep up to date because uh, we've got a lot of exciting news coming up. Our Twitch, uh, where we sometimes go and stream live. Um, however, we're having some problems, but still go give that a follow. And of course, the last link, which is the link to uh, support the Black Lives Matter movement, whether you just educate yourself, want to sign some petitions, um, or donate, it's still a great place to go uh, just to learn and look around. Um, so that being said, thank you all so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!